Welcome to episode number five of Product Management Meets Pop Culture, the one and only podcast that answers your questions about the discipline of product management by looking at it through the hyper-weird lens of popular culture. My name is Chris Cummings, and today we're going to review the classic 1932 horror film, Freaks, hear what Google and Facebook think about privacy, hint, that's where the real horror comes in, and examine the role product management plays in matters of privacy and security. All in 10 minutes or less. Now that I'm here, I don't know how to say it, how to make you understand. If you know how I feel, hon, to come to you about her. Alfreda, I'm so sorry. I don't want to hurt you, but it's going to sneak helpful. If you could be happy, hon, I would not care. But I am happy, Frida. Never mind Labor, was I so happy? No, hon. You think it only. For you, she cannot bring happiness. Ah, oh, Frida, you don't know. But I do, hon. You think because she's so beautiful and I'm just a man? Don't, hon. Please. To me, you're a man. But to her... You're only something to laugh at. The whole circus, they make fun by you and her. That's a clip from Freaks. Oh, and spoiler warning, yes, the movie's almost 80 years old at this point, but we are going to be talking about it in some detail. So, there's your warning. As you might have guessed from the clip you just heard, one of the exceptional and moving and somewhat troubling aspects of this movie is that director Todd Browning cast real people with real deformities as the so-called circus freaks. This raises all kinds of moral and other questions that we'll talk about more in a moment. The plot of Freaks is driven by Cleopatra, a beautiful but selfish trapeze artist who seduces Hans, a little person who is secretly sitting on top of a large inherited fortune. Cleo's plan is to make Hans break off his engagement with another little person, then marry him, murder him, and run away with his money. Along for the ride is circus strongman Hercules, one of the few other quote-unquote normal people working at the circus, who just happens to also be having an affair with Cleo. Clearly, Frida has good reason to distress Cleo, but initially no one else really sees what she does. At Cleo and Han's wedding reception, it starts to become pretty clear. When the other circus freaks decide to accept Cleo as one of their own, let's just say things don't go as planned. It's great done! We'll make her one of us! A loving cup! That was Hercules cackling in the background, about 30 seconds before he grabs Hans and forces him to ride piggyback, while Cleo laughs and laughs. 
Despite being publicly humiliated, Hans remains with Cleopatra, and soon starts to take ill because his new bride is slipping him poison. When the murder plot is uncovered by the other freaks, well, let's say that's when things get really ugly. Did I like this movie? You bet I did. Freaks is remarkable, both ahead of its time and a product of it too. If you look at the context of when the film was made, this was a time before plastic surgery, before reconstructive surgery, where people like the human skeleton, or the bird woman, or the living torso would be locked away from polite society, or, as is the case here, exploited in circus sideshows. Part of the experience this movie creates is this vague kind of situation where it's not always clear. Is this a celebration of the human spirit triumphing over physical abnormalities, or, or are we just gawking? When you see a man with no arms and no legs light a cigarette while maintaining a conversation with somebody else, it's hard to tell. And that's very much part of what I like about Freaks. While the main story is fairly straightforward, it's basically a soap opera, in the end, there are no easy answers. Even the freaks, who end up being the heroes of the movie, they exact such a horrible revenge on Cleopatra and Hercules that the viewer is left with just this big, ambiguous, moral mess. But then again, it is one hell of a show. Freaks was directed by Todd Browning and stars Olga Baklanova, Harry Earls, and Henry Victor. <laughs> Exploiting people, taking advantage of their goodwill, of their trust, that's something that started way before 1932 and runs all the way up to the present day. Only now, it's not just fringe characters that we're talking about. It's everyone. You, me, everyone. And the battle isn't just about our looks. It's about the information available about all of us and who can do what with it. You know Facebook, right? Over 350 million users worldwide? Well, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg declared a few months ago basically the age of privacy is over. Let's hear him talk about that. You know, the, the question that a lot of people asked was, why would I want to put any information on the internet at all? Like, why would I want to have a website? Um, and then, you know, in, in the last five or six years, you know, blogging has taken off in a huge way, and just all these different services that have people sharing more information. Um, and people have really gotten comfortable not only sharing more information and different kinds, but more openly and with more people. And that social norm is just something that's evolved over time. Um, and we view it as our role in, in, the, in the system to constantly be kind of innovating and, and um, updating what our system is to reflect what the current social norms are. So I mean, a lot of companies would be trapped by the conventions and their legacy of the systems that they built. Um, doing a privacy change for 350 million users yeah. is, is a really, you know, it's, it's not, a, it's not the type of thing that a lot of companies would do. Yeah. Um, but, but I think that that's just, we view that as a really important thing to always kind of keep a beginner's mind and think, you know, what would we do if we were starting the, the company now and starting the site now? And um, we decided that these would be the social norms now, and we, we just went for it. This is a big change for Facebook. One of the fundamental notions about the Facebook of less than a year ago was that your information was only visible to the people that you accepted as friends. Now, not so much, at least not by default. But what about the other big boy on the block, Google? Let's hear what their CEO, Eric Schmidt, had to say about privacy in a recent interview with CNBC. 
If you have something that you don't want anyone to know, maybe you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. But if you really need that kind of privacy, the reality is that search engines, including Google, do retain this information for some time. Um, and it's important, for example, that you, we are all subject in the United States to the Patriot Act. It is possible that that information could be made available to the authorities. So on one hand, we have Facebook encouraging us to share more and to do so more openly because that will help them make more money through advertising. Uh, I mean, because they're just trying to better reflect our culture. And on the other hand, we have Google saying that if you're concerned about a search engine retaining and sharing your personal information, well, then you should be ashamed of yourself because you're probably doing something you shouldn't. That is some crazy talk right there. Privacy isn't about being good or bad or doing good things or doing bad things. It's about the right of each person to choose when, where, and how we reveal intimate information about ourselves. Or, as privacy advocate Scott Cleland might put it, would you be okay with Google launching CarView, a new product? It's very exciting. It's by the Google Maps team, and it records license plates in order to link cars to homes and let anyone track where and when those cars go. We're using Google as the example here, with hopefully a fictitious product, to make a point. Would you be okay with anyone launching that kind of service, featuring you and your friends and family? Probably not. So where does product management fit in all this? What role do PMs play in matters of online privacy? Obviously, we're the freaks. Kidding, kidding, kidding. The role we play is central, whether we like it or not. And it's going to continue to grow in importance as more and more products and services become more socially aware. Personally, I think it's for the better. John Mansour of Zigzag Marketing once described product management as the conscience of the company. There are some aspects of his metaphor that I'd quibble with, but I think he does make a great point in this. If a company has no conscience, the tail wags the dog. It's always chasing sales opportunities and trying to keep up with customer requests instead of balancing those priorities against product direction and company strategy. Part of the job now, part of that conscience, is going to be considering the ramifications of privacy and security for your customers. Will any PM really be thrilled with that idea? With this new task of thinking through the different ways their product or service could compromise somebody's security? Maybe, maybe not, but think of it this way. At its best, this is a new opportunity to create stronger relationships with your target markets and serve them better than your competition. At its worst, well, it's a way to maybe avoid a class action lawsuit. Yes, I'm looking at you, Google Buzz. Will any of this be easy? Google gobble Google. We're all about to find out. Whoa, well, we just soared right by the 10-minute mark this time, didn't we? If you have thoughts about classic American films, privacy, the Ramones or time management, please email me through the contact page at ChristopherCummings.com. Show notes for this episode are available there too. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.